0: Bible.
1: This isn't your typical book. So this isn't your typical book club. It's the Bible book club where you don't even have to read the book because we read it for you. Sounds like a dream come true. Welcome Welcome to to the the
0: club. club. Welcome to episode 20, which is a continuation of the ceremonial law. Why do you not sound excited? Because if if, <laughs> if they are like me, this is where I start to go, okay, I understand the whole New Testament and the Jesus part, and I'm on board. But this stuff seems crazy to me. It's really weird. And I guess all of it for me, I'm trying to look at it like this. I am very grateful for what Jesus did for us, that we are no longer under this kind of law that's the whole point (laughs) I get it but it's really weird yeah I know anyways I digress Back to what we had covered last episode, Moses gave the Ten Commandments, or was given the Ten Commandments, the Book of the Covenant, and he's now working his way through all the ceremonial laws, the weird, crazy laws. The last episode, it was the priests, what they had to wear, why it was so important. They served as mediators between God and the people, which, of course, led to a discussion about why we needed a new high priest and how Jesus
1: had filled That role. And Paul said it better than we ever could have. And so now you understand that whole chapter's nine Hebrews um, explanation Paul gave for why Jesus is that missing piece. This episode in chapter 29 through 31. We're going to finish God's plan for the tabernacle with how to offer to God daily, a few more items to be placed in the tabernacle, a shout out to two of the craftsmen who built the tabernacle, and lastly, the importance of the final mention of the phrase, then the Lord said to Moses for the seventh time. When we left the last episode, we had most of the plans for the tabernacle, the plans for the priest clothes, the plans for the consecration and ordination of the priests, which seven days of offering. We had the bowl, the ram, another ram, consecration for offering, After the seventh day, the priests are consecrated and can go to work in the tabernacle. So when we left them, they were finally consecrated. And now part of their job is going to include a daily offering. And these are the instructions for those two daily
0: offerings. Continuing on in chapter 29. This is what you are to offer on the altar regularly each day. Two lambs a year old offer one in the morning and the other at twilight with the first lamb offer a tenth of an ephath of the finest flour mixed with a quarter of a hin of oil from pressed olives and a quarter of a hin of wine as a drink offering. Sacrifice the other lamb at twilight with the same grain offering and its drink offering as in the morning, a pleasing aroma, a food offering presented to the Lord." For the generations to come, this burnt offering is to be made regularly at the entrance to the tent of meeting before the Lord. There I will meet you and speak to you. There also I will meet with the Israelites, and the place will be consecrated by my glory. So I will consecrate the tent of meeting and the altar, and will consecrate Aaron and his sons to serve me as priests. Then I will dwell among the Israelites and be their God." They will know that I am the Lord, their God, who brought them out of Egypt
1: so that I might dwell among them. I am the Lord, their God. The purpose for the tabernacle is for Israel to have a place for God to dwell with them. The purpose of this daily offering is going to be to please the Lord in response to the knowledge that God is their God and dwells among them. The result, of course, from that should be that they know that he is their God. Now, they don't know these things yet because Moses is still up in the mountain getting this. He hasn't given this information to Aaron and the others. However, they should already know that God is their God because he said it a million times. Remember that I am the Lord your God, the God who brought you out of Egypt. Well, and also because he, they already got the 10 commandments and yes, number one, got the t- they know all this. Is to worship only the Lord your God. However, the Israelites have very short memories. In fact, shorter than the 40 days that Moses is going to be in the mountains. Shorter than since they just got out of Egypt a few months ago. So they're already down there misbehaving. They are, Yes, they are already down there being bad. And we're going to talk about it next episode. For now, we have two more items to put in that tabernacle. And a detailed drawing of the tabernacle can be found in the show notes.
0: Thank the good Lord. <laughs> Chapter 30, the altar of incense. Make an altar of acacia wood for burning incense. It is to be square, a cubit long and a cubit wide and two cubits high.
1: I just wish everyone could hear how many times you've called it a c- <laughs> wood. <laughs>
0: I said it right that time. I
1: know, but now I had, I'm waiting, yeah. I'm holding my breath, waiting for you to say, a caca.
0: Oh, I've never heard of acacia wood before in my life. Is it pine? Is it bamboo? Apparently, there are acacia trees somewhere in the but Middle it's East. Not a caca. Acacia. <laughs> okay, where okay. was I? Okay. I was on verse two. Okay, go ahead. Sorry. It is to be square, a cubit long and a cubit wide and two cubits high. It's horns of one piece with it. Overlay the top and all the sides and the horns with pure gold and make a gold molding around it. Make two gold rings for the altar below the molding, two on each of the opposite sides to hold the poles used to carry it. Make the poles of acacia wood and overlay them with gold. Put the altar in front of the curtain that shields the Ark of the Covenant Law before the atonement cover that is over the tablets of the Covenant Law, where I will meet with you. Aaron must burn fragrant incense on the altar every morning when he tends the lamps. He must burn incense again when he lights the lamps at twilight. So incense will burn regularly before the Lord for the generations to come. Do not Offer on this altar any other incense or any burnt offering or grain offering and do not pour a drink offering on it. Once a year, Aaron shall make atonement on its horns. This annual atonement must be made with the blood of the atoning sin offering for the generations to come.
1: It is most holy to the Lord. All right, we have two altars in the tabernacle. We've talked about the bronze altar where they did all the sacrificing on it. And now this is a smaller and more beautiful altar. It is made of gold because it is placed in the holy place in front of the curtain that leads to the most holy place. It is 18 inches square and three feet tall. The incense symbolized the prayers of God's people. Oh, it's kind of fragrant. It's right before the veil. So it's right before the priest would go into the most. It's right before the Ark. So you picture the Ark in the most holy place with, you know, God's presence residing there. And then the veil, and then right in front of that veil is this incense that symbolized the prayers of God's people, always floating up to God. So do you think this place
0: smelled good or not good? Because it keeps saying saying it smells pleasing to the Lord. But (gasps) when I burn food in my house, my kids and husband open all the doors and start fanning. And then you add on top of it the incense,
1: which I, I mean, I'm thinking about, you know, I don't know. Okay, okay. You're so funny because you like think like I do in some ways, but we're going to get there because we're going to talk about some other smells and I'm going to kind of cover my theory on that. So you got the incense now. Yeah. We're going to move on in just a little bit to some other smells. Verse 11, then the
0: Lord said to Moses, when you take a census of the Israelites to count them, each one must pay the Lord a ransom for his life at the time he is counted Then no plague will come on them when you number them. Each one who crosses over to those already counted is to give half shekel, according to the sanctuary shekel, which weighs 20 geras. A half shekel is an offering to the Lord. All who cross over those 20 years old or more are to give an offering to the Lord. The rich are not to give more than a half shekel, and the poor are not to give less." When you make the offering to the Lord to atone for your lives, receive the atonement money from the Israelites and use it for the service of the tent meeting. It will be a memorial for the Israelites before the Lord making atonement for your lives.
1: All right. So the opening of this paragraph started with then the Lord said to Moses. So it is the only the second time. That We've had that phrase, and remember, we're going to have seven, and it's going to represent kind of the seven days of creation. A census in the Bible is usually only taken for military reasons. And God does not like censuses for some reason. In this case, this census was for atonement for their life. And the proceeds from it were used to support the priest in their service to the tabernacle. But there was a lot of commentary that really didn't understand why they took a census. So it's very unusual. So just note that. Move on.
0: Why doesn't God like census? I don't know. Mm -hmm. I really don't. But he only... Because I know later he tells mm -hmm. David, don't take a census. Don't take a census.
1: Yes. Only he is supposed to call for a census. Only God. And so if you... Take one without him asking. It's usually a bad thing. Mm. All right, here next is the basin for washing. And we're going to have the third, the Lord said to Moses. Verse 17 Then the Lord said to
0: Moses, Make a bronze basin with its bronze stand for washing. Place it between the tent of meeting and the altar and put water in it. Aaron and his sons are to wash their hands and feet with water from it. Whenever they enter the tent of meeting, they shall wash with water so that they will not die. Also, when they approach the altar to minister by presenting a food offering to the Lord, they shall wash their hands and feet so that they will not die. This is to be a lasting ordinance for Aaron and his descendants for the generations to come. This is the
1: last item to be placed in the tabernacle. And it makes sense that they wash in the courtyard before they enter the holy place because they have blood everywhere. And it didn't say to wash their earlobes, but they really should wash that too because (laughs) there's blood blood on on that too. It is bronze because it is in the courtyard, and it's just not as special. Those materials, remember, reflect the holiness of the tabernacle's rooms. All right, the anointing oil, the fourth of the Lord Said to Moses phrases. Verse
0: 22, Then the Lord said to Moses, Take the following fine spices, 500 shekels of liquid myrrh, half as much that is 250 shekels of fragrant cinnamon, 250 shekels of fragrant calamus, 500 shekels of cassia, all according to the sanctuary shekel, and a hen of olive oil. Make these into a sacred anointing oil, a fragrant blend, the work of a perfumer. It will be the sacred anointing oil. Then use it to anoint the tent of beating, the ark of the covenant law the table into all its articles, the lampstand and its accessories, the altar of incense, the altar of burnt offering in all its utensils and the basin with its stand. You shall consecrate them so that they will be most holy, and whatever touches them will be holy. Anoint Aaron and his sons and consecrate them, so they may serve me as priests. Say to the Israelites, this is to be my sacred anointing oil for the generations to come. Do not pour it on anyone else's body and do not make any other oil using the same formula. It is sacred, and you are to consider it sacred. Whoever makes perfume like it and puts it on anyone other than a priest must be cut off from their people.
1: This recipe for oil was super expensive. Just taking one of those spices, the cinnamon alone was 16 pounds of cinnamon. How can that be in one gallon of oil? Then you have all those other expensive, um, you know, spices in there. It was in incredibly fragrant and very expensive okay so now move to the incense which is the fifth lord said to moses verse 34 then the lord said to moses take fragrant
0: spices gum resin onycha. oh wow and galbanum And pure frankincense in all equal amounts and make a fragrant blend of incense, the work of a perfumer. It is to be salted and pure and sacred. Grind some of it to a powder and place it in front of the ark of the covenant law in the tent of meeting where I will meet with you. It shall be most holy to you. Do not make any incense with this formula for yourselves. Consider it holy to the Lord. Whoever makes incense like
1: it to enjoy its fragrance must be cut off from their people. Again, very expensive and like it said, even sacred. And we know little else about why the oil and incense are so important because they do take up, you know, a day of then the Lord said to Moses. So they're super important. My very practical theory is this. Um, The smell of blood was so odious, they needed really strong stuff to cover it up because the the, um, altar of incense is placed right before the ark, you know, so it's kind of like once you go into the holy place— You've got the incense in there and the oil, and so it would have kind of smelled bad outside the tent of the tab- tabernacle, and then smell good inside.
0: Well, I mean, there's the smell of the blood and the smell of all this burnt flesh. Yes, they both smell yes. bad. So they both yeah. smell bad. All right, so it made it so they could actually go in there and do the worship that they mm-hmm. needed to worship.
1: This is a, a kind of sweet section, um, an interlude in our description. It. It's, it's about the talent that created the tabernacle. And it's chapter 31. And Bezalel and Oholiab are are going to be two guys who are just called out for their expert craftsmanship. And we have the sixth, the Lord said, which to point out, we mentioned before, is kind of cool that God invited man into the creation of this tabernacle. It, it, he didn't make it. He could have zapped it into being it himself, but he used the people.
0: Full participation and buy-in. Mm-hmm. Chapter 31. Then the Lord said to Moses, see, I have chosen Bezalel." Son of Uri, the son of Hur, of the tribe of Judah, and I have filled him with the Spirit of God with wisdom, with understanding, with knowledge, and with all kinds of skills to make artistic designs for work in gold, silver, and bronze, to cut and set stones, to work in wood, and to engage in all kinds of crafts. Moreover, I have appointed Oholiab, son of Amazak, of the tribe of Dan, to help him. Also, I have given ability to all the skilled workers to make everything I have commanded you, the tent of meeting, the Ark of the Covenant Law, with the atonement cover on it, and all the other furnishings of the tent, the table... And its articles, the pure gold lampstand and all its accessories, the altar of incense, the altar of burnt offering and all its utensils, the basin with its stand, and also the woven garments, both with the sacred garments for Aaron, the priest, and the garments for his sons when they serve as priests, and the anointing oil and fragrant incense for the holy place.
1: They are to make them just as I commanded you, God said, I have filled them with the spirit of God, wisdom, understanding, and with all kinds of skills. Do you not love that? God is the God of creation. He cares about creating. He gives people the spirit of God. He gives them wisdom. He gives them knowledge and he gives them skill to create, even to take, you know, what was it? The, that blue dye out of all those little seashells. I mean, how did they do that? I just don't know. Well, I also think it shows to your point about caring for them.
0: I am already getting anxiety listening to all these rules and wondering how in the world are they going to keep That's them We, you're we perfect. know they're not. <laughs> I know, but the point is, they were probably all getting anxiety, and God was like, Okay, calm down. It's okay because mm-hmm. I've given people the skills to do all this stuff. It's mm-hmm. really not going to be that hard, although it is hard. Mm-hmm. But He was kind of like, It's okay. I have a plan.
1: Everything's going to work out. Well, whether you're a parent creating little people, or a web developer creating code, or a writer creating words, or a teacher creating knowledge, we all create. And can you imagine how much more our creations would glorify God? If we invited him into our work, if we prayed before we worked, Lord, fill me with your spirit, go before me in this task. Give me the eyes to see how to do this better. Expand my minutes so I may finish this well. Very little is known about these two men. But what an honor and a privilege for this daunting task to be filled with the spirit to do something that you never probably imagined you could do before. And I will tell you, I have done things that I look back on and I think, how did I did that? And I think, well, but for the grace of God, God must have, there's, it doesn't even sound like me. Mm -hmm. Like I. I think, how did that happen? God can take us beyond our ability. He can use us to create. And he clearly said in these verses that he gave them the skill that they needed to do it. And that's why in my mind, I pictured this primitive, you know, camp of people who couldn't accomplish all these beautiful things when in fact they could because they had God and he and He did it through them. Um, and their their names are now written in this book, and this is their life achievement achievement. And it's interesting because their name Bezalel means in the shadow protection of God and Oholiab means father is my tent, which is what they created. So, I just think it's a really sweet kind of stop about what two people can do and the skilled skilled workers who work with them. And to remember that when you were daunted as Moses was that uh, I'm not the right guy for the job or girl for the job, you know, he can do it through you. Okay, we have covered 6 Of the Then the Lord said to Moses, and we are about to move to the seventh, which is, of course, fittingly, the Sabbath. And these are God's final instructions to Moses about the plans for the
0: tabernacle. Verse 12. Then the Lord said to Moses, say to the Israelites, you must observe my Sabbaths. This will be a sign between me and you for the generations to come. So you may know that I am the Lord who makes you holy. Observe the Sabbath because it is holy to you. Anyone who desecrates it is to be put to death. Those who do any work on that day must be cut off from their people. For six days, work is to be done. But the seventh day is the day of Sabbath rest, holy to the Lord. Whoever does any work on the Sabbath day is to be put to death. The Israelites are to observe the Sabbath, celebrating it for the generations to come as a lasting covenant. It will be a sign between me and the Israelites forever, for in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth, and on the seventh day he rested and was refreshed.
1: So we know that when God created the world, he did it in six days and rested in the seventh. When God created the instructions to Moses for the tabernacle, he gave them in six parts and told the people to rest on the seventh, the Sabbath. He followed the creation formula of seven days. And God's people are to mirror creation every single week. Work six days and rest on the seventh. Remember what I have done for you. This is why the number seven is said to be the number of completeness because of the seven-day pattern of creation when God created and completed the world. I think it's also
0: really cool that man was created in the image of God. Mm -hmm. And God is like, all right, look, I gave you an
1: example of how to do it. Now you do it. Now you do it. Yeah, cool. So then in this verse, God said that the seventh day, the Sabbath would be a sign of the covenant. Remember a few episodes again, we talked about that covenant ceremony the blood of the covenant. Now, many, but not all of the covenants have a sign. Remember, there were five covenants. The Abrahamic covenant sign was circumcision. The Noahic covenant sign was the rainbow. The Mosaic sign of the covenant is the Sabbath. It's an appropriate sign because Israel is a new creation, a new nation, a new people that God intends to use to undo the work of Adam, the first man. And the tabernacle, is a microcosm of the created order, a place of splendor in the middle of chaos. The tabernacle was a holy space. The Sabbath was a holy time. By building the tabernacle, a holy space, and setting apart one day in seven, a holy time, God is creating worship in space and time. Do you get that? Mm -hmm. He's creating this specific time and this specific place for people to worship him. In other words, weekly Sabbath worship is on holy ground in holy time. That is why the permanent tabernacle the one that's going to be built by Solomon, the temple in Jerusalem was and is so important to the nation of Israel today. They have lost their holy space. This is also why we go to church on Sunday. When we meet on Sunday mornings, like the Israelites before us, we are worshiping in a holy time and a holy space. And the tabernacle was a place on earth where God met the Israelites. It was where heaven and earth coincide. When we worship in church, we are reminded of Matthew eighteen twenty that whenever two or more are gathered in God's name, he is there with them. It is a holy time and a holy place. And that's worship. When heaven meets earth, we worship church is so important, even today. Okay, we are done with the ceremonial law. I know Heather is very relieved. (laughs) But Moses is still up on that mountain. And we have one final verse on that. Verse
0: 18. When the Lord finished speaking to Moses on Mount Sinai, he gave him the two tablets of the covenant law, the tablets of stone inscribed
1: by the finger of God. It was finished. Moses must have been euphoric. He just finished a 40-day intensive, a marathon of information. He must have been so filled with hope for Israel, soaking up the presence of God and joy, joy at the thought of sharing everything he had learned, this whole entire plan with his people at the base of the mountain. He was filled with God. He was filled with God's plan. He was filled with God's vision for Israel, a new nation. He had everything they needed to fulfill the promises of God, the promise that had been given to Abraham hundreds of years ago. He had the commandments, the book of the covenant, the detail for God's new dwelling, the tabernacle, where he would meet them wherever they went. He had a clear outline of all the to-dos and tasks to set them on the right path. Little did he know that like so many before them, Adam, Eve, Cain, Ham, the Israelites had already made a wrong turn. They were headed down the wrong path.
0: I think that happens today, too, in your life, because don't you know that sometimes when you're in a really good spiritual place, then the opposition comes Mm -hmm. and you have to know that on the other side of that, there's victory and glory and there was for Moses, too. But sometimes you have to go through the valleys before you get to the top of the mountain.
1: Or maybe it's not a valley. It's a desert for 40 years. (laughs) Where are are you? (laughs) We also have a a great, great um, visual chart we did from back in Genesis about the path that Adam and Eve took and Cain and and so many others that's really applicable to all of us. We'll put that in the show notes.
0: What's a club without friends? If you're enjoying the Bible book club, why don't you share it? And then you can say, welcome Welcome to to the the club." club.